Hey to my fellow fans of Man on Zombie Violence, Scott Fontana here with Dan Urban, and we've got another pre-UFC Fight Island edition of the Couchside Judges in the Chamber. We'll get to those fights later, but we're going to start off with a little look at Bellator 249 from Thursday night. We had Chris Cyborg in action on CBS Sports Network defending her featherweight crown against Arlene Blanco. But the heart of this episode is all about one of the best fights of the last few years, with one of the wildest knockouts in UFC history. Yair Rodriguez against Chan Sung Jung. That's right, we're doing a pass judgment for a fight that didn't go the distance. A first for our show. We've got some hypotheticals in mind for the final round that we hope you'll enjoy exploring along with us. If you haven't watched that fight lately, go do that right now. So yeah, we we don't really need to talk too much about this fight with uh, with Cyborg here, because was it really a fight or was it more of a beatdown, right? Now, another Chris Cyborg fight against another can. Uh, easy win for uh, maybe one day she'll fight a formidable foe, and uh, I mean <laughs> we'll get a good fight out of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough because is she really a can or is she just that much better than everybody else? I don't know. Just, who else is better that she should be fighting in Bellator other than maybe Katzingano? There is nobody. I mean, maybe if she fights an open weight fight against someone like <laughs> thirty pounds heavier than her, the, you're basically only talking about Gabby Garcia. And she might even have like 100 pounds on her. She's big. And Cyborg would probably win. Most likely. Yeah. But at, least that, at least there's something interesting there. You know what's interesting? A rematch with Amanda Nunes we'll never get. Yeah, we're never going to see that. Unfortunately. But uh, look, I, I understand this was not aesthetically pleasing. It was it was just so clear how overmatched she was. Uh, Arlene Blenko here. You know, I just thought she put up a little more resistance standing, but she couldn't even figure out a way around the kicks. With, to get her boxing going. That was what she was supposed to do. Yeah, I heard she was a good boxer coming in, and then I saw there was a six-inch or five-inch reach advantage for Cyborg, and I said, well, this boxing means absolutely nothing right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that absolutely uh, makes it hard, because obviously Cyborg, she hits hard too, so you you know, you have to account for that. She smashed her uh, face her in a second. Yeah, that was too easy. Did you, uh, did you go to a 10-8 in the first round like I did? No, I didn't go there. I didn't think Cyborg pushed the pace enough. I thought she fought too calculated in that round. I mean, it doesn't really matter at what pace she's got as long as she's landing and doing things that, that yeah, she's but supposed to be doing. There's no duration. Well, there's no duration, but you only need two. You only need two to consider, and I'm not going to consider. I didn't, I didn't think she had that great of dominance nor that great of damage. So you didn't even think it was very close? I could think if you want to go 10-8, fine. Uh, I'm not going to okay. fight. I'm not going to fight you on it, but... I thought this was just a strong 10-9. Yeah, I thought I thought this was very much a borderline 10-8. I didn't feel like the third D for duration was there either, but I felt good enough to give her for damage and for dominance on the mat, which it was there, you know, at least in my opinion. But I understand that. And again, the fact that Blanco didn't really do anything. Yeah, you know, I think uh, yeah, that's a, that's factors, a big yeah. That helps out get going 10-8. I wish Cyborg Maybe she stayed a little bit more busy when she did have the dominant positions. Didn't seem like she was too keen to attack any subs that round or throw that I think that's, many strikes. That's the one thing that you could absolutely say maybe we don't give her dominance the way you should because you're really supposed to be looking for fight-ending submissions from these positions. If she's not really doing that and she's not landing you know, potential fight-ending strikes and that kind of thing, I, I get it. I understand why uh, you wouldn't necessarily go there. And, and in truth, none of the judges who were assigned to this one uh, Mike Bell, Eric Cologne, or David Peabody, none of them went there either. They also went 10-8. Excuse me, they also went 
Yeah, I agree with all three of them there. I, I don't. If they if one of them went ten eight or they, even if they all went ten eight, I, I wouldn't have fought them on that either. It's just I saw it as a ten nine. Sure, that's fair. But uh, I mean, regardless, that's you know, we didn't really have much to say on this fight. That's all we really had for Bellator. Uh, there weren't really any fights we wanted to talk about. They lost their co-main event midway through the event, which was supposed to be Patricky Friday. Uh, we didn't get him. He had to he had to bow out because of labyrinthitis, which sounds made up but is totally real. Uh, what even? <laughs> it is, is what that? it is. What is that? Labyrinthitis has to do with the ear. Oh no! Not another elite XC issue here again. No, 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 no. It's the inner ear. It's, it's oh, kind of like one of those type oh, of deals. Okay. I thought this was another cauliflower thing. No, no, I, no. I had nothing to do with that. The guy's cut on his ear, so he much can't worse. Fight. Okay. But much less fun. Yeah. All yeah, right. But but so that was scrapped. He wasn't medically cleared. Uh, you know, that's all for Bellator. I don't think we need to rehash much of the rest of that card. But you know, of course, we've got an awesome past judgment for you guys that that Dan set up. So Dan's actually going to remind you now how we score fights in past judgment. Take it away. CSJ criteria, basically the same as the ABC criteria, which if you're unfamiliar with, you can download at abcboxing.com. I suggest everyone read it and learn it. Like certified judges, we score rounds based on the three Ds, damage, dominance, and duration, but we just made a few key changes. A 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks one of the three Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just one D, but should be definitely given when two Ds are achieved. A 10-7 is available for checking off two Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers for effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in largely uneventful rounds. All this will help provide a more varied score that should more accurately reflect what happened in a fight. All right, Scott, set the stage for Rodriguez and Jung. Yeah, so this was the headliner of a UFC fight night at Pepsi Center in Denver on November 10th, 2018, two days before the 25th anniversary of UFC 1, also in Denver at the former McNichols Sports Arena. So this was, you know, it was part of their big 25th anniversary celebration. And honestly, this fight was a perfect way to do it because it ended up being a barn burner, right? Yeah, and it had great graphics. It did. I love the graphics. I actually had that. I was going to talk about that next. Yeah, the, the graphics with the old logo. And the UFC never does stuff like that. Like, they really should do more with their product to make it more fun from time to time. It's always just so, like, I don't know. It just feels like they're trying to be as buttoned up as the NFL sometimes is. The NFL actually started using comic players the other day. I know. I like those, too. <laughs> start. They need to start doing stuff like that in the UFC. Have fun. This is a weird sport. Get weird, guys. Anyway. Uh, the Rodriguez, he's coming into this fight off an 18 month layoff after Frankie Edgar throttled him for two rounds uh, in the first loss he had in five years. Still came in ranked 15th overall in the division at featherweight, uh, 11 and two. Still kind of a prospect who hadn't really broken through yet. You know, he he had he had the win over totally destroyed BJ Penn. Sorry to rub it in for you, Dan. Uh, but that was kind of the biggest feather in his cap at this point. Clearly a high-level striker, talented striker. We've watched him for years, though. At least he had that going for him. Korean Zombie had an even longer 21-month layoff from his KO victory of Dennis Bermudez. And that was the first fight that he had after serving the mandatory military service for South Korea that all men in the country have to do. Uh, so he only had one fight between August 2013 and November 2018, yet was still ranked 10th in the division. Came into this one at 14 and four, uh, but of course was known for awesome fights and finishes. You know, he had the first UFC twister submission. He had a seven second KO of Mark Hominick. Yeah, we watched that one together. That we did. Yeah, it was at Applebee's. I, I, you know, we didn't blink long enough to be able to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> Judges for this fight. 
here, though, the 2018 one we got with with Rodriguez, Sal D'Amato, Derek Cleary, and Mark Van Tyne. And the referee was Kevin McDonald, who actually was was refing the cyborg fight that we were just talking about. Yeah, I think he's my favorite when he, you know, the they come to the center of the cage for the main event and he goes, oh, let's have a clean fight. He's, I think he does, does that the best out of any other ref. And he's got that wicked hard Boston accent. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it. Sorry, I'm sure I butchered that, Kevin, if you're listening. <laughs> But anyway, so take it away, Dan. Let's let's talk about round one of this fight. Really fun fight, right? Yeah, this was a fun fight, start to finish. Uh, round one, Rodriguez was really effective with leg kicks. I think he almost dropped him three times with leg kicks, or at least tripped him, however you count, whatever the proper wordage would be. I don't think they technically count as knockdowns, or at least they weren't counted as knockdowns, but I mean, they're real strong kicks. They score, whatever you call yeah, it. They were, they were really good kicks, and I think... Anything that Zombie landed that round, nothing was comparable to those. And I ended up going 10-9 in a rather close competitive round, but clear edge for Rodriguez for me. Yep, competitive, but also for Rodriguez from my end. Uh, the kicks were certainly stifling Jung's offense. Uh, I just don't think he could really get it going the way he wanted to, even though he was totally game and, and you know, he was having successes as well, uh, but just not enough. Although I think actually Zombie might have had the... Uh, the volume edge. So I can kind of see why you could end up going for Jung here, which is actually what two of the three judges did. It was uh D'Amato and Van Tyne. They both went for chance on Jung and it was Derek Cleary who saw it like you and I did for Rodriguez. So this one, at this point, it's actually Korean zombie. Who's winning the fight. Yeah. I mean, he did have uh, some aesthetically pleasing moments in the round. I just didn't think they were all that effective. I agree. I, you know, I'm with you here. You're not going to, you're not going to get an argument out of me. Uh, what about round two though? Round two, I went for Rodriguez again. I thought this was a, a very close round, a better round for zombie than he had in the first round. I just think Rodriguez landed harder. He landed two head kicks and that spinning elbow, which I thought had a good effect on zombie because he's coming in to try to get a clinch or a takedown as that's landing. And it felt like he stumbled more and then was a little bit more desperate to get that clinch. And I, that's, pretty much the swaying factor for me now i went the other way though i thought that the sting from jung's strikes especially those punches was much more clear in this round so i definitely felt good i mean the reaction is heating up here too this is like it's actually getting even more like action-packed fight at this point uh the thing that i think is definitely something in yair's category here or in his side is the fact that he busted up jung's lip so he gets credit for that Zombie's eyes also still getting his right eyes getting a little messed up too. He's a zombie. What do you want? <laughs> and it's funny how he fights. He Sometimes these things just fall apart on a zombie. <laughs> he did have that one really good uh, left that I recall that stung Rodriguez well. So yeah, that one stuck out for me too. And it wasn't just that one. It's not like I, I gave it specifically on that. We're talking about a close round again here. You know, a competitive round. Um, and honestly, I think again. I went for the fighter who had lower volume. I'm pretty sure Yair was the one landing better. Or excuse me, landing more frequently, I should say. Oh, I didn't I know I, I thought it was the opposite. I thought Zombie was landing a bit more. He just wasn't as strong. Disagree. I, I didn't see it that way, but I just I thought it was the other way around. It's kind of funny that we obviously it's a subjective thing, but that's what it looked like to me. Uh file away for later though. Uh Yair lands a spinning elbow in this round. In uh, in tight quarters, just file that away. Think about it for later. Oh, yeah, you definitely got to file it away because <laughs> there's, there's a couple uh, of things to file away. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, this this for me was a junk round. I, I understand why you would go the other way, though. So you have it 20 to 18 for Rodriguez right now, right? Yep. I've got it split down the middle for 19 all. Uh, two out of three judges, it was D'Amato and Cleary, gave this to junk. So they saw it like me. Uh, Van Tyne saw it the way you did, except Cleary and Van Tyne both have 1919 cards just as I do. Cleary's card matches mine right now. And Van Tyne has the exact opposite of me. All right. Whereas Sal D'Amato has 20 to 18 junk. So we're already two rounds in and all the judges have seen this fight completely different. Including us. And you and I see it different. <laughs> so that tells you a lot about how competitive this fight was. This is a fight everybody should watch 10 times. Oh, absolutely. It, and most of you probably shouldn't be just watching it to try and score it since obviously it didn't end up mattering. It's just a fun fight. But it's also interesting to look at the scoring in a fight like this because it was so competitive and so close and split among the actual assigned judges but round three though dan what's going on here did you also see this one for rodriguez is this a rodriguez shutout so far for you for me i got rodriguez winning the third round 10-9 he's up 3-0 on my card uh, i thought his body work was really good especially the kicks and uh the punches were starting to leave their mark on zombie's face this fight i just gotta say and we're saying this again this fight's so much fun this is like a really good fun fight and and i I was really enjoying the, especially the ebb and flow to this round because you had, you know, some good back and forth. Not necessarily it was like one punch here, one punch there. There would be like periods where it was it was Zhang, periods where it was uh, Yair. Uh, you know, I think Zombie was better early despite Yair's flashiness. Yeah. But that Yair, you know, and, and obviously he busted up Yair's nose. It's worth pointing out. Uh, Rodriguez, though, I thought he started landing really well kind of midway through this round, and that's where he started turning the tide back in his favor, although he basically did nothing for the last 90 seconds or so. Yeah, it seemed like he was getting maybe a bit tired or pace, or maybe started pacing himself for, for the long I, haul. Is, there's something there. Like there, He didn't just stop throwing because there were no openings. That, that's not what happened. So I, it looked like he was probably trying to catch himself a little bit. Uh, the problem was... And I gave this one to Rodriguez, too, because Zombie didn't capitalize well enough on that last minute and a half or so. I think if he tried to push it a little bit, he might have been able to steal the round. Yeah, this was a close round. He, Zombie, he landed some good shots of his own. It just, I didn't think they were better. But like you said, if he pushed that final 90 seconds, I could have gave it to him. Now, again, obviously, I gave this one to Rodriguez, so I have him winning 29-28. You have him winning 30-27. Uh, we still don't have any 10-8s. In our scoring system, you know, nothing would have changed if, if there was a little more liberal scoring here. Uh, but interestingly enough, this is the first and only round that is won by Rodriguez on two out of three judges. So on these cards, we had D'Amato and Van Tyne giving us Rodriguez, whereas Cleary still saw this one for John. So what's the outlook on uh, the real scorecards? So D'Amato and Cleary have 29-28 for Jung, whereas... Van Tyne has 29-28 Rodriguez, just like I do. But again, we all got there in very different ways. So <laughs> no one's scorecard matches at all. Not mine, not yours, nobody's. We're all completely different. This is one of those <laughs> fights. Great fight. Yeah. <laughs> round four, though. Again, other fantastic round. But I think this is probably the most clear round of the whole fight. This was the clearest round. Uh, rounds one and four were clear for me. But round yeah. round to, four for sure. Before round five, let's okay. to, to this, make sure that that's clear enough. Yeah. So <laughs> round four, ten nine Jung, he landed better for this round, and I thought the tie really turned in this round after he lands him with that good right, bopped him right in the head, and he backed off all the way to the cage. Throws a, they both throw a flying 
jumping knee and uh groin strike was landed that uh kevin mcdonald didn't stop the fight for um and after that it seemed like rodriguez slowed a lot for the rest of the round and allowed zombie to take over he did obviously at this point in the fight you know we saw it in round three we saw it in round four he's not necessarily i mean he he can go five rounds we saw it but it's not really his pace. He's not that's he's not built for this consistently and, and to be at his best throughout the, the 25 minutes. So, yeah, he needed breaks like this. This still didn't approach a 10 eight. You know, I agreed with all your methodology, basically. You know, this is this is totally right. Definitely still not a 10 eight, even though it was a clear round, I think. Yeah, just definitely a clear round. So 10, 10, nine, clear 10, nine for Jung. I've got it 38 all. And you have it 39-37 for Rodriguez, right? Yep. So, really, Jung has needed to finish, at least on your card, if it mattered. But as it turns out, because all three judges gave this one to Jung, he's up 39-37 on D'Amato and Cleary's card, and it's Van Tyne who has it tied like me. So, it is a case where Rodriguez does need the finish in round five, which, as we know, he gets it. And he gets it at the last second. Yeah, round five. Let me just start real quick. And say yeah, absolutely. in round five, I wanted to take a point from both fighters the way they started this round with a hug. Oh, you hate the hugs, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you can do that after the fight. Uh, they also did it mid fight. Mid fight. <laughs> I don't know what they were posing for. It was so weird. I was not the, happy. The one with that them, got but... me was uh, was it was it uh, Chan Sung Jung who turned away? He turned away and like stared at the video screen. Yeah, um, that was weird. I don't really love the mid-fight hugs, too. I feel like you, there's always time for that later. Not that I've ever been a fighter, but I don't think I would do that if I was. Uh, but you got to at least watch the guy in front of you, man. I mean, you don't know. Maybe he's going to throw a punch at you. Totally legal. It's not It's not his fault if you turned away. I mean, I'm not even a fan of touching gloves after the f- bell rings for the first round. Uh, but I get it. I'm okay with that. Because you're going to you're you're gonna, gonna, gonna shake hands. You're going to hug at the end of the fight. You, you can save that all for the end. Uh... But anyway, well, back anyway to the that's neither here nor there, Dan, because we're having an awesome fight. We do, but I still wanted to take a point from. Them. But they they redeemed <laughs> themselves in this round. Of course they did. <laughs> anyway, crazy, crazy. I don't know. Final ten seconds, because they do another pose, and then they decide to engage again. And Yair lands this crazy back up elbow and just flattens As zombie. Coming in, yeah, it just flattens him. He just he falls face first, just crumples like we say crumples but like we say this for for a lot of fights when someone gets knocked down or knocked out but like he truly did just like he ate it and then his whole body just falls forward like the ATAT getting knocked down and tripped down in empire strikes back that's star wars reference for you dan but you know i we got to talk about this we're talking about this round strictly because we had four minutes 59 seconds to look at we almost had an entire full round and that's the reason why we revisited this fight, because it does present to us an interesting situation where we can kind of do a hypothetical scenario here, right? Yep. Now, obviously, there's no judges' scores. The judges did not score this. But for our purposes, we got two scenarios. One, let's assume that Korean Zombie was able to survive to the bell somehow. Let's say he ate this strike and he got rocked hard. He didn't just, you know, flash KO. Somehow he was able to, he was knocked down. And he was able to, you know, survive long enough to get to the bell one second later, which I think he probably would have if, in that scenario because Rodriguez, he didn't, he wasn't really ready to follow up or anything. Yeah, I mean, I think the official time was four fifty nine anyway. It was four fifty nine, and he was kind of walking away as it happened. So 
let's say he survives. How do you score this round? Well, I thought Yair was ahead before that strike. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so I would. So did I? I'd go ten eight if he survived it. You would actually go ten eight. Yes, if he survived. Okay, because I would too. It's good. Yeah, I think I think it was a good round for him, and then you had that moment which can push it in our system better because you can just have heavy damage one D and you can get to the ten eight. Yeah, I thought he built up a decent enough lead in that round. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So I had a 10-8 for that one as well in that scenario. But here's the other hypothetical is, let's say Yair either doesn't throw this elbow or he just misses. You know, it just it just doesn't land. And so we get another second. Nothing of consequence really happens. And all we really had to score was what we already saw in the previous four minutes, 58, 59 seconds or so. How do you score this round then? 10-9. 10-9, Rodriguez. Yeah. Same. Same here. Yep. Same here. So the way it works out is I end up giving the fight to Rodriguez, just like you, but with a different score. You had it more lopsided. Yes. And even at that, though, it wouldn't have mattered, though, because no matter what the judges gave this round, unless it was a 10-8, which I don't think they would have, it was a win for Chan Sung Jung. Could have been a big win for Zombie. It it would have been. So, you know, final score, it would have been 48-46 or 48-47 for me in our system. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, it's just a fun fight, and it is. there are close rounds. It's Sometimes you can't avoid a lopsided score. With the 10-9, even though it's not that lopsided of a fight. No, it's true. That that doesn't necessarily tell you what happened every time. But, you know, it's funny because he would have lost. Rodriguez would have lost on the judges' cards, but he obviously took the victory. Although we thought he should have had the victory anyway. Yeah. So this is a case where we definitely disagreed with the judges. And, you know, respectfully so, because we can. I think we both can see arguments for some rounds going the other way. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a totally, it makes sense. But yeah, it's funny that both of us ended up on the other side, though. That's all right. I got no problem with it. Now, for the record, because again, we've been raving about this fight throughout it, just just slobbering all over how much we love it. You should watch this fight every year, at least, if you're a fan of fighting. Come on. Just put this in your regular rotation. Just go back to it and just enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. And, and now that the dust has settled from Joaquin Buckley's knockout, go check yeah. out this knockout and see, you know, maybe there's some uh, debate there which one was better. Well, what do you put as better now that you've gone back and done it? I love this knockout with the elbow. Even more of that, huh? I kind of really like Buckley's because it reminded me of Shawn Michaels. He was my favorite wrestler growing up. Okay. And I like the sweet chin music. But I, I think I lead in the elbow because the elbow was just so wild. And he was actually setting it up, it seemed, throughout this whole fight. He was throwing these wild elbows from all different angles. Like I said, file it away for later. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I lean for the elbow. I lean toward Buckley. And the reason being that... And maybe I talked about this on the show the other day, or maybe it was just you and I, but I want to see if I'm, if I'm talking about like greatest knockouts, I'm talking about something that's got that, that emphatic finish, but also is something that I can show someone and I'll be like, you've never seen this before. Guarantee it. Not a chance. And granted this elbow, this type of elbow is not going to land very often at all, but I could actually see scenarios where this kind of does happen we've seen standing elbow ko's and things like that anderson silva has one that i love from cage rage uh we were talking about that the other day but that that kick from buckley dude no one's gonna do that again well i don't think anyone's ever gonna do this elbow again it's just... i don't know i can see it i can see also it. if you're gonna show someone this i mean haven't watched the whole fight well true i'll give you that i mean if you're talking about the whole fight it's that but i'm if i'm saying here show somebody three seconds of footage no context nothing just watch it okay yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, what is it matter? They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We don't want to. don't have to tear one down to rise the other one up. It doesn't We're work not, like that. I'm just, Everything's awesome. I'm just. Everything I, is awesome. I'm just going off on the auto claims of greatest knockout of all time. Yeah, fair enough. Which yeah, I don't. I still don't know where I put it. It's it's hard to say. But you know what? It's top ten. It's. it's yeah, I, well, I mean, I think it's top five. It's top ten, top five, whatever. It's, all it right. Doesn't doesn't matter where you put it. But let's you know, let's move on though. Let's talk about Korean Zombies next fight, the one coming uh, this weekend here. Against Brian Ortega. Brian, How do you not love watching zombie fight? Lo- I love watching zombie fight, and I love watching Ortega fight. I think this is going to be a great fight. I do, too. Uh, I'm, Brian Ortega isn't going to have his jiu-jitsu coach, Henry Gracie, in his corner because he tested positive for COVID. Even, yep. though, even though it was a false positive, he doesn't want to risk t- testing positive and being stuck in uh, Abu Dhabi for two weeks, mandatory. So he won't yeah. have him in his corner. So that's a little bit worrisome, I guess. Uh and he hasn't fought in almost two years. Yeah, so... And the last time we saw him, he was getting 10-7 in the eyes of Sal D'Amato in round four against Max Holloway before yeah, they just called was... a stop to that one before round five. That was really... That was a beatdown. Yeah, absolutely was. That That's a 10-7 round. You, If you want to look for a 10-7 round, go watch round four, Holloway, Ortega. Yeah, definitely watch that. But as far as a pick goes here... Uh, yeah, who you got? If it, I think a zombie knockout is my okay that's where i'm gonna lean but i don't think he can sub him i don't think he's gonna knock out ortega ortega has darn good chin i mean <laughs> okay i mean it is true he did take a beating from holloway before he did the and i don't i don't think uh i don't think jung is capable of putting that type of beating on for five rounds it's just that's just not the way he fights he, he fights he hits hard but it's they're different types of fighters him and, and holloway i mean i'd love to see an ortega on plata i don't think it's gonna happen i'm actually picking uh jung by decision all right, all five rounds. That should be a good fight for all five. It should be. I, I would think so. Ortega, he just seems to find himself into these fights where he takes a lot of punishment or he's kind of he's not winning, you know. And sure, Zombie does too, but but typically uh, while he's fighter. doing it, he doesn't show much. He just kind of keeps going. Ortega, I don't know. It's I, I I definitely just I favor Jung here. Yeah, as do I. But what about uh, who should we expect Judge in these fights? Well, we're not going to see Mike Bell, I would have to think, because he just worked on Thursday night. So this will end, the, I, I assume, the streak of Mike Bell being in uh, Fight Island. So hopefully in his place will be some of the other traveling judges that we're used to seeing, like maybe Sal D'Amato or, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Eric Cologne or, or somebody like well, that. He was on tonight, could, too. What's that? He was on Thursday night as well. Cologne. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely not Eric Cologne either then, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe Derek Cologne. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows what we'll end up seeing? But I, I do... My understanding is we're going to see some more of the traveling judges, maybe Derek Cleary, uh, or maybe even some more of the European judges who have not gotten over there yet, like maybe a, a Ben Carlos or David Leatherby could end up over there. Mark Collette. So we'll see. You know, I, I think probably they're going to try and get the best crew they can, especially for next week with the pay per view, uh, but and the title fight. So you know they'll probably get there for two weeks. Most of them, I would have to think. Yeah, that I would agree. Oh, well, if you're yeah. going for this event, you're definitely doing the next event, I would think. No, no, definitely. I would have to think so. So what, what about uh, other fights you want to see from this card? Is there anything other than the main event that's got you, got your, uh, got the hooks in you? I'm looking forward to seeing James Krause back at welterweight versus Claudio Silva. Krause made his middleweight debut on 19 hours notice or something crazy like that against Trevin Giles, where that was a bit of a, a crazy fight scoring wise. Uh, and Claudio, yeah, yeah, that was messed up. And Claudio Silva is coming off of three straight submission victories. So, yeah, you know, I love the guys that can get the subs. I think that's just a fun fight. 
see what's going on. And and Kraus is on like a six fight win streak at welterweight. But uh, he's a good fighter. I like him. Yeah. So, but uh, any fights you're looking forward to? Well, who's wait? Did you make a pick for that one? I'm curious. I'm gonna go with Kraus decision. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll take Kraus decision too. Uh, for me, I'm looking forward to the co-main event: Caitlin Chukagian against Jessica Andrade at flyweight. This is finally Jessica Andrade's first UFC flyweight fight because. For those who don't remember, she started out in the bantamweight division. She was the shortest bantamweight, and then they didn't have flyweight. So when she wanted to drop down, she had to go all the way to 115. She dropped 20 pounds. <laughs> and then she ended up getting the, to be the champ there very briefly. Uh, but I think I think 125 is probably a good home for her. Uh, I, I think obviously she can obviously hang, and she's made the weight and everything like that at, at strawweight. But she's, you know, a little more built she's kind of built like a tank you know she's like a, a tiny little tank so i think she'll probably do a lot better at flyweight i don't know that this is the mat i mean this is a hard hard matchup with chukagian so i i do think chukagian is going to get the decision here but i think it's it's going to be interesting though we'll see if she can kind of develop let's see how andrage handles the step up in power being thrown at her at the well, extra 10 pounds. Well, here's what I think. I think Caitlin Chukagian finally found some trust in her ground game. That last fight against uh, Antonina Shevchenko. Cause she, she, she looked fantastic in that fight. She, she was a monster. And I think she might try to take this to the ground and, and repeat the same type of performance. Maybe get a finish. I don't know. Easier said than done. Very, Andrade has much kind of a low center done. of gravity there. Is it going to be that easy to do? I don't know. I don't know. But Rose Namajunas uh, pieced her up for most of their two fights. And she got finished in the first fight, and then the second fight in the third round, Andrade really turned it on a bit. She did. She did. Uh, yeah, I think, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't. Fight. I I have to favor Chukagan here. It's just it's such a tough jump into that division for you know credit to her for taking it, but yeah, I, I I've got to favor Chukagan. I'm going Chukagan decision. Time to go, boys and girls. Hope you enjoyed a bit of a different spin on past judgment with Rodriguez and Jung. Uh, Dan and I will, of course, be back in a few days to break down the action from Korean Zombie's fight with Ortega, as well as any other contested rounds worth breaking down for you. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Couchside Judges, as well as myself at Scott underscore Fontana, and my DMs are open. Find me on Twitter as well at Dan Urban MMA. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you found us. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all on Monday. Later, guys. Later, guys.